0: Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Do you like seafood, fresh, locally caught seafood? Well, coming up, it's a new and innovative way to buy seafood that not only supports the local industry, but also guarantees you will have the freshest, best tasting seafood for you and your whole family. We'll talk to the folks from Skipper Auto. SkipperAuto.com is the website. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. We are still a long way from tallying up the cost of the flooding in the Fraser Valley, but early indications show this could indeed rank among the costliest natural disasters in Canada's history, both in terms of the bill to repair the damage and the broader costs to the country's economy as containers laden with imported goods sit on anchored ships and shipyards at the Port of Vancouver, which are still having trouble getting out to the rest of the country. The Port of Vancouver is the busiest port in Canada, moving $550 million worth of cargo every single day. These floods are yet another reminder that Canada's infrastructure needs to be improved to better handle climate change disasters, according to experts. Environment Canada has called this latest weather event in B.C. an atmospheric river, which poured hundreds of milliliters of rain on communities, including 174 milliliters in Hope and 154 in Chilliwack on Sunday alone, Ben Parfit is a resource policy analyst with the BC office of the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. And he says that the province is going to need to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure it's dike systems, which control the water flow don't fail during future events. Uh, Forests also are a concern. They need rehabilitation after years of logging and wildfires, because according to Parfit, Without a healthy cover of trees there to soak up and to moderate the water flow, we'll see not only more flooding, but also more drought. The bottom line is, according to Parfit, it's going to be expensive and it's not going to happen overnight. And while Vancouver has escaped uh, most of the recent extreme weather, a relatively unscathed, there is some damage around the city. At Pacific Spirit Park, that's the park that wraps around UBC, the foreshore trail has been closed between Wreck Beach north to Tower Beach. Richard Wallace, Metro Vancouver Parks Operation Supervisor, says there have been four slides on Wreck Beach between Trail 3 and Trail 6 adding that the area is closed to the public now. The regional district, which operates the park, will have a geotechnical assessment done shortly to figure out if there are intimate concerns with the stability of the sandstone cliffs. Wallace notes that there have already been more than a dozen slides in that area in recent years and that there's a lot of natural erosion going on. And there's a lot of talk about laneway houses as a way to ease the housing crunch here in the Lower Mainland. Laneway houses are the smaller detached homes that homeowners are building on their land, often renting them out. But a study out of UBC shows that laneway houses can actually hurt the value of neighboring properties. They found if there was a laneway house within 100 meters of a property on the west side of the city, that property would see a 2.8% lower sale price And for those next door, the price drop drops 3.8% and those in the value of properties in the most affluent areas of the city can drop 4.7%. In East Vancouver, the impact is uh, negligible. So it looks like uh, it's in the higher end neighborhoods and uh, it looks like it's part of a a not in my backyard attitude known as NIMBYism other factory factors rather were area density and a distaste for renters but i think those people who are concerned about renters are just going to have to get used to it in recent years thousands of new laneway homes have been built after the city of vancouver changed rezoning laws in 2009 mostly as a way to create more places to live for people and uh, this is vancouver consumer and uh, when we come back it's a treat for people who love seafood Stick around, we've got more right after this. Welcome back, it's Vancouver Consumer on CKW, and our guest right now is part of an organization that is really revolutionizing the way we buy seafood. Skipper Auto is a community-supported fishery, but really, it's a great way for you to buy fresh, sustainable seafood and in the process, support fishing families Right acar- across the country. Uh, Sonia Strobel is the CEO of Skipper Auto, and she's with me now. Hi, Sonia. Well, hello. How's it going today? It's going great. And I'm looking forward to, to hearing all the stories about Skipper Auto, like where the name comes from. But let's yeah. let's just basically define what Skipper Auto is and how it can work for people who love seafood, which I, I'm one of those people who love fresh seafood and I want to get the, the freshest stuff and I want to make sure it's coming from the right place. So, so basically tell us what skipperauto.com is.
1: Yeah, so so Skipper Auto is a community-supported fishery. Like you said, it's just a really great way for people to connect to fishing families and get the very best seafood that they can get. So it's sort of a subscription model. So members pre-purchase a share in the catch before our fishing families head out fishing. And then all throughout the year, they can go to the online store and they can pick and choose whatever seafood they'd like and uh, have it delivered to a pickup location near them and really get to know the fishing families that caught their seafood.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. And the, the pickup's pretty easy because there are a lot of different uh, stores that are partners with you and they can also go to Granville Island and pick it up right from mm-hmm. there, which is kind of a cool idea, but it, it's mm-hmm. very conveni- it's very convenient for people, right?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. When you, when we started Skipper Auto, we had really young kids. And I knew if, if this was going to work for me, other people, it had to work for me. So I knew it had to be convenient. So yeah, if you live in Metro Vancouver, you know, you can come right on down to the False Creek Fisherman's Wharf and pick up your seafood from us in person. But no matter where you live, we have pickup locations, actually, all the way from Victoria to Ottawa, where people can pick up in their neighborhoods, too.
0: Oh, that's great! And how many how many members of this Skipper Auto community are there?
1: Yeah, so we have about seventy six hundred members um, wow. who buy from about forty fishing families.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, I, I guess uh, the first question really is, uh, who is Skipper Auto? Where does that name come from? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Otto is my father-in-law, actually. And when I married into this fishing family about 20 years ago, I really got to know what what it was like to be a fishing family in BC, and the challenges that folks face uh, when they fish here. So it's a really uncertain business to get into. You know, if you're a fishing family, you you borrow all kinds of money at the start of the season to do repairs on your boat, to lease your licenses or your quotas, and to get yourself geared up. And then you get out there and, and you fish and you face all kinds of uncertainty there, you know, weather, um, access to the resources, storms and things like that. And, and then you don't really know what kind of market there's going to be for your catch. So that was, you know, a real, real struggle for fishing families that I saw in our own family and not really having uh, a lot of agency around um, getting a good price or where you can sell to. And, uh, and then you just hope you'd make some money. So it's really a struggle. And I, you know, I had been part of community-supported agriculture programs for a long time, and maybe your listeners know about those, or maybe they're members of CSAs, and that's where you, like, you buy into a farm box, and you get, like, a, a weekly farm box from your farmer throughout the season. So I had done this kind of stuff for a long time, and had this thought that, you know, maybe we could, uh, you know, bring those ideas to fishing, And we could start something. We call it a community supported fishery, and that was that was the idea. And the idea was that people would pay at the start of the season. They'd buy a share in the catch, and they would support our fishing family and know that they were going to get the very best, you know, seafood they could get. But it would take the uncertainty out of it of fishing for us as a fishing family. It would also take uncertainty out for the consumer who, you know, goes to the grocery store and. You know, you often have no idea where that seafood is coming from or or what kind of quality it will be. Um, And so that was really the, the objective was to connect consumers and producers directly and to solve all kinds of problems that fishing families were facing.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds great. And that you mentioned something there about uh, not really knowing where it comes from. There has been a lot of stories lately about, I mean, downright fraud, where people say it's wild caught or it's not, and then when it's not, and all these different things. So, so this is a way of knowing exactly where your seafood is coming from.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't know if most people realize that, but somewhere in Canada, the average is around 47% of the seafood that we buy is mislabeled. You know, can you believe that? I mean, is, is that we often, like you say, we think we're buying, you know, wild or we think we're buying the, the, you know, spending more money to get the more sustainable fish. And we're often just not, we don't know, we have a huge mislabeling problem. And seafood that comes you know, in, in Canada, we export about 80% of the fish that we catch here. And at the same time, about 80 or 90% of the seafood that we buy in Canada is imported from overseas. So we, we're, it's kind of a crazy system when you think about it that way, that we're, we're shipping fish all over the globe. We're not eating what's local. And when it gets shipped all over the globe, we have all these you know, kinds of problems that can come with that. In, in international fishing, in, in open waters, there's problems with slavery. Uh, there's all kinds of destruction of, of mangroves and of, of habitats. I mean, maybe some of your listeners watched uh, the movie Sea Spiracy. Uh, that came out on Netflix last year, and it just it just illustrates all kinds of horrible things that happen in unregulated international waters and fishing. And yeah. uh, you know, when you're when you're buying fish, you just don't know is it coming from one of those fisheries? it's, just, it's so hard to know.
0: Yeah. spiracy. I haven't seen it, but I'll look it up on Netflix. It's a, because I, mm-hmm. I, I've done a little bit of fishing myself and I've heard stories of, uh, you know, how they, they sort of scour the bottom of the sea just, and they, they completely disrupt the habitat well just you know mm-hmm. getting a few of the fish so but uh, enough about that let's talk mm-hmm. about the actual product because i love mm-hmm. seafood um salmon is the greatest thing um so yeah. what are some of the some what are some of the great things that people can find if they sign up for skipperauto.com and mm-hmm. uh like just i i guess let's just talk about food mm-hmm. for a second
1: <laughs> yeah let's talk about food everyone loves to think about delicious food we have uh, so much abundant and delicious and amazing seafood on the BC coast. So, you know, we have all five species of wild BC salmon, uh, and we have uh, halibut, uh, lingcod, tuna, some of those great favorites. Of course, in the springtime, everybody looks forward to spot prawn season, so we have spot prawns as well. Um, and then we have other shellfish too. So we have um, oysters and mussels. Uh, we have crab. Uh, and then and an assortment of uh, smoked products, uh, uh, rockfish, we have, uh, um, uh, um, oh, just so much, so, much, so much great fish, lots of species that folks have never heard of because as I said, we export so much of our seafood. So, you know, you can choose from your standby favorites like, you know, halibut and tuna and salmon and things. But one of the great things about being a member at Skipperado is you also get exposed to so many new interesting types of seafood Options to buy them and pick them up. It's always your choice. You don't get a mystery box, you know, every week, which is whatever we call you. you. You know, you get to pick and choose whatever you'd like, and and we have recipes and tips. So you know, if you're not all that familiar with BC seafood, this is a great way to learn and to you know see different species, try them out, get recipes and tips for how to prepare them, and and just so much good stuff to eat.
0: Skipperauto.com otto.com dot com is the place to go. And it's basically, uh, we'll reiterate, it's a subscription service. Would you call it that? A subscription service for seafood?
1: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's, it's it's a great way to, you know, commit to fishing families ahead of time. Say, yeah, I want to eat local. I want to eat sustainable seafood. I want to know where it came from. And I'm going to commit to that. And then to have the choice to pick and choose from, from the best of the catch.
0: Right. So you're basically prepaying for uh, just really fresh seafood. And it's really easy to pick up because there's tons of locations around the lower mainland. uh, Or they can go to Granville Island uh, and (laughs) right off the docks. That's kind of cool. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way for people to come down, feel connected. We get lots of families who come down, bring their kids. Because uh, you know, they come down. There's often a, a seal that's bobbing around in the wharf there, and you know, kids can kind of check that out. There's a a great heron, a great blue heron that's always wandering around down the docks. And so folks will make an outing of it, come on down to the fisherman's wharf, and, uh, and and kind of walk around and experience being. You know, how lucky are we to have a working fishing harbor here in, in Vancouver? And when you're a member of Skipperado, you can just come down and learn all about that and experiencing it, experience it firsthand. Right?
0: Yeah. I love that because it, it kind of connects us to our food source, which I think in this day and age is a real problem. You know, when you, Mm -hmm. with what's going on, uh, in, in the Fraser Valley with the flooding, uh, it's made us think about where our dairy products come from, for example. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to the store and it's in a little packet with cellophane on it and you think that's where it came from. But I I love the idea Mm -hmm. that Skipper Auto is connecting, uh, not only with the food source, but also with the people who, who catch that source for us, which is kind of
1: cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, for the most part in our food systems, we're totally disconnected from where our food comes from, and we're totally disconnected from the people who produce it. And, and I think there's, that's a real loss. I think that's really something sad because there's really meaningful connections to be had through understanding food production to knowing who is is harvesting or producing food. And those, those are really meaningful relationships that we repair at Skipper you know, where the industrial food system spreads us apart, breaks apart communities and separates us. Skipper really reconnects people and and helps people uh, relate to one another. You know, maybe if you live uh, far away from the sea, you may not know fishing families. Well, honestly, even if you live in Vancouver, lots of people don't know anyone who catches seafood and Skipper Auto reconnects them. So you really come to understand, uh, you know, what's involved in producing food and what makes it good quality or what makes it sustainable. You know, it's really an education. You really get to learn all those things and feel reconnected to people. And you, you
0: mentioned how, uh, you started this because you married into a fishing family and you saw the challenges that, that fish fishers have, um, And uh, like, what is a typical, typical system for, for a fishing boat and a fishing crew? Do they, do they just sell to, to big food companies? Is that what most fishers do or do, do they sell it? What's the system generally like, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really complicated, you know, um, even with regard to access to the fishery. So, owning your own licenses or quotas is even challenging here in dc because oftentimes those are owned by companies or even just investors who will own licenses and quotas and so it can be really hard if you're a young person trying to get into fishing to to you know kind of access licenses and quotas so that can be tricky um people who are fishing yeah they often head out and they'll have a relationship with a buyer who they'll they'll sell to, but they don't know ahead of time what they're going to be paid. It's a really uncertain industry. And when you think about that, it's actually kind of, you know, we don't do that in most industries. We don't say, hey, go to work, you know, work for months and months and we'll pay you something at the end. We don't know what, but we'll pay you something. <laughs> that's that's a tricky position to be in, right? Not to know what you're gonna get paid. But that's the risk that most fishermen take when they when they head out to sea to fish is, you know, hope hope you're gonna do okay. Hope those you know, it's such a complex um global supply chain, right? And 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 you're right, the flooding has really made people realize what's local and and what comes from, uh, you know, comes from far away and the pandemic has made us realize that too. Um, But, you know, when we're sourcing things from all around the world or we're selling fish all around the world, we're subject to, uh, you know, um, commodities markets or fluctuations in currencies, all these things that are well out of our control. So I think that's really the hardest thing about being a fishing family here is there's, you're just subject to so many things that are way out of your control. And Sonya's, so, so yeah, go
0: ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Let's take a break. I want to hear more sure. about this. Sonia Strobel sure. is the C- CEO of Skipper Auto, a community supported fishery. And you can go to skipperauto.com. The website is beautiful. It's got a lot of beautiful photographs oh, that you. move, that move slowly. And, and you can, you can find out how you can connect with the people who catch this glorious seafood, uh, in, in, in this area and, uh, you can get this seafood right in your own kitchen. And, uh, it's an awesome system. It's a uh, skipper auto, skipperauto.com, And we'll have more with Sonia when we come back on Vancouver consumer right after this, welcome back. It's Vancouver consumer on CKNW and we are talking about something near and dear to my heart. Uh, I'm Martin Strong, uh, seafood, uh, and Sonia Strobel is the CEO of Skipper Auto. It's a community supported fishery and you can go to skipperauto.com and it's a great way to get fair trade, environmentally sustainable seafood to your home. And, uh, it really is, uh, kind of revolutionizing the way people buy seafood and Sonia, um, it, it, there are a lot of uh, seafood uh, delivery services, but Skip, Skipper Auto is a lot different than those, isn't it?
1: : It is. You know, during the pandemic, lots of people were looking for new ways to get their groceries, right? when grocery stores were closed, or, or you know, people were uncomfortable heading out into stores. And also, lots of companies that were previously, um, you know, delivering food to restaurants, and of course, the restaurants were, were closed down for a long time, lots of those companies pivoted to online sales and home delivery of food. So really, in the last 18 months or so, we've just seen a proliferation of, of kind of home delivery food models, which is great. It's definitely a need for that. But what Skipper Auto does is something very different. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of fish delivery companies are buying from the same industrial supply chains that we were talking about, where there's right. all kinds of problems with import and with mislabeling and things like that. They're buying from the same system, and they're just delivering it to your home. But Skipper Auto is something really different. What we're doing is connecting fishing families and consumers. So every piece of seafood that you get from Skipper Auto comes with a label that has the face and the bio of the person who caught it. And so we're tracing that piece of fish right from the boat, right to your plate. And when our members buy in ahead of time, they're committing to support those fishing families specifically to say, you know, I want halibut from Doug and they'll get to know Doug (laughs) and they know that Doug will be paid a living wage for that fish. That's something really different.
0: Oh, and Doug's halibut is good. (laughs) I'm guessing. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, I I just love that, that you're connecting people to their food source. And you mentioned earlier about how a a huge majority of our seafood that's being caught here is, is being exported. And a lot of the, the seafood that we're consuming is being imported from around the world. And that's not necessarily uh, without problems.
1: Mm-hmm. That can come with a whole host of problems when you have such a long supply chain, and the seafood changes hands so many times. And as you know, like fresh is so important with seafood, right? And if it sits in an auction for a few days, and it sits in a warehouse for a few days, and it sits on a plane or a train or a truck for a few days, by the time it gets to the grocery store, it might be called fresh, technically, but it could be up to two weeks old by the time it gets to you through that long supply chain. Whereas with Skipper Auto, our fish is either flash frozen at sea, immediately after it's caught. So that catch day freshness is preserved right then and there, or it's brought into shore within a couple of days of being caught. And then we have, you know, it's cut and packaged and flash frozen. And this is something people often don't think about, about the quality of frozen fish. Sometimes people think that if it's not frozen, it's better. But, you know, actually, if we flash freeze it and the flash freezing technology is so advanced now that we can really preserve that quality so much better. So often on blind taste tests, people choose the frozen fish over the fresh fish because it's actually fresher.
0: Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, We're talking about skipperauto.com. That's the website to go to. And the CEO of Skipper Auto is Sonia Strobel. And uh, it's a community supported fishery, but basically, it's a way for you to get fresh local seafood, you know, where it's caught. And, uh, it just, it just sounds great. I'm very excited to, to have some salmon. Um, and, uh, I want to ask you about uh, COVID. You mentioned how some stores were having problem and then, and that's when they went to online deliveries. Uh, how has COVID affected, uh, Skipper Auto?
1: Yeah, I mean, the pandemic really uh, led to a, a huge growth for Skipper Auto. And I think it's a lot of people were already maybe thinking about things like this, thinking about ways to get their seafood uh, locally or in different ways. But, you know, everybody was busy in their in their day-to-day lives. And when the pandemic happened, it caused lots of people to stop and go, oh, yeah, wait, like, what, what do I really want to be doing here? So we experienced huge growth. And that was fantastic for a couple of reasons. And, and one of those reasons is that fishing families really suffered uh, in that pandemic because, as I said before, most of our seafood is exported. And that, all that exporting kind of came to a grinding halt at the start of the pandemic. And so folks who took on all this risk, who borrowed money and got their gear and headed out fishing, suddenly didn't have a market for their catch. And the prices paid to fishermen for their catch dropped massively, sometimes, you know, down to a third of what they would typically be paid for their catch, or the markets just disappeared altogether. And so that, of course, didn't happen for Skipper auto fishing families, because our members had already committed. They'd already said, yeah, I'm going to buy seafood. Here's my money. And so we were able to keep the price paid to harvesters the same as it as it was the year before and to promise them that whatever they caught, you know, we had a fair market for it. And so I'll tell you a story, actually, if I've got time to tell you a story.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So one of our fishing families, is uh, Joel and Melissa Collier over on Vancouver Island, and one of the really great fisheries that they participate in is swimming scallops. And, and many people may have never even had these. They're an abundant, wonderful scallop in BC waters. And so before they started working with Skipperado, you know, they would find export markets or find restaurant markets for their scallops and they were doing okay, you know, finding all these different markets. And when the pandemic happened, they, they lost those markets. They, you know, they, they disappeared and they had all of this beautiful product, flash frozen, uh, and, and, and didn't know where they were going to sell it. But Skipperado, we had the market. We had the members who wanted that product. And so, we had worked with Joel and Melissa before for a couple of years and bought some of their catch, But as Skipper grew and they had all these beautiful scallops, um, we just kept ordering more, saying, yep, yeah, the members took it, they want some more. And every time we would call, Melissa would would say, like, what? You just ordered more scallops than you guys have had in, in you know, a whole year. Last week, you need more? And so by the end of the year, we really were able to take all of their scallops so they weren't left with leftover product and no market for it um you know typically what they have to do is, is is invest more money to smoke the scallops to find you know a way to turn it into a value-add product to try to find another market but then you've sunk even more money and you don't know if you have a market so we were able to take that risk out for them and move all their products in the pandemic so they they didn't suffer they didn't lose out and um and you know as a result they they are able to put food on the table for their family
0: and i'm guessing in the process it it's really upped the the quality of the seafood that people can get in their home because i'm guessing these scallops when you said that they were going to restaurants they were probably going to really really good restaurants and they were you oh, know those yeah. really fancy restaurants so now people in their home can get this really high quality because um you know i think a lot of people are because of because of the pandemic are spending more time at home they're getting into cooking and they're getting into high quality cooking so you're getting really really high quality seafood here
1: yeah that's absolutely right and and often you know people are afraid that really high quality seafood at home is difficult or complicated in some way. And it really isn't. Actually, the most important thing is having access to that really great quality seafood in the first place, which you get through Skipperado. And then, you know, the recipes. So we work with lots of chefs Uh, One of our friends is Chef Ned Bell up at the Naramata Inn, and he'll often do recipes for our members and and, and kind of demystify uh, what to do with this seafood. So, you know, it's the quality of seafood that you'd be getting at these white tablecloth restaurants, these beautiful high-end restaurants, and you can do this at home.
0: Sounds great. We're talking uh, about Skipper Auto, uh, a community supported fishery, skipperauto.com with Sonia Strobel, the CEO. And let's reiterate how people can get involved. They go to skipperauto.com and they basically fill up their account. They prepay their account. And then throughout the year, they uh, go to the website and they pick and choose what they want. And then they can go and get it uh, delivered to uh, a, one of m- very many locations very close to them am i am i mm-hmm. am i right mm-hmm.
1: You're getting it great, Martin. That's exactly right. So yeah, people buy that that share. And I think people often worry it means they're just going to get like a weekly mystery box of fish. But you know, that's not the case. When people join up, they might say, you know, we have a share size calculator that helps them because people don't know how much seafood they're going to eat in a year, right? But they can go online, they can see the, the share size calculator, say, okay, there's two people in my household, we eat fish you know, once a week or twice a week, and it'll tell you what size share to buy. So then you buy that. And, and if you burn through your share too quickly, uh, you can top it up, you can top up in $100 increments. And uh, we give you lots of opportunities that you get an email every week to let you know that the online store is open. And you can go and see exactly who's catching what, where and when and how they're catching it and say, Oh, look, you know um, Doug God halibut, I mentioned Doug before. Or look, Bruce brought in some tuna. I would like a piece of tuna. And so you can put those in your cart. Dollar amount comes off of your pre-purchased credit. So it's almost like it's almost like a gift card. You've already paid for it. It just comes off your balance. And uh, and then you choose your pickup location. And we've got them all over Metro Vancouver um, pickup locations. Uh, you know, I think we have over twenty five or thirty pickup locations around Metro Vancouver where you can um, pick up your share.
0: SkipperAuto.com is the website to go. And you you mentioned, not surprisingly, that during the pandemic, uh, the business has really grown. So what are members saying about uh, the experience of dealing with Skipper Auto?
1: Yeah, our members are so loyal and we love our members. And if any of you are listening right now, hello and thank you, we love our members. Uh, Such loyal members who say, you know, that they've never had better quality fish. That's, that's the first thing right out of the gate is often we'll even have members who will say, oh, I love seafood, but, you know, my husband doesn't or my wife doesn't eat seafood. And they'll join and soon that spouse has turned around and says, well, actually, <laughs> it turns out I do like seafood. I just like good seafood. I don't like bad seafood. And there's a lot of bad seafood out there. Yeah. So that's the first thing. I think our members love the seafood, but they also love the connections. You know these meaningful connections that they build with fishing families. That you know we we uh, share their stories and the photos from the fishing grounds. And then in the lead up to the holidays in December, we also do a, a really great program where our members write to the fishing families. And so we do a little Secret Santas, and our and our members write thank you letters and send photos, and our our fishing families get just like literally like Santa sacks full of letters and photos from. From the people who are eating it with photos of them and their kids and their dogs and their grandparents saying, oh, we had a feast with your your fish, and they send those photos in. So we're really, people love being part of something that's more meaningful. They know they're contributing to something that that has more meaning than just, like you say, buying a cellophane wrapped piece of fish and you have no idea where it came from. Yeah,
0: there's so many plus sides to this. And, you know, like you say, connecting, uh, connecting with the families that, that catch the fish, also connecting with the, the local food source, the, the actual, you know, local, local seafood. But the bottom line is that you're getting really fresh seafood. And I just think <laughs> it, it just sounds like a great thing. And Sonia, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us.
1: Well, thanks so much for
0: having me, Martin. It's great to chat with you too. Yeah. Sonia Strobel is the CEO of Skipper Auto, a community supported fishery. Go to skipperauto.com and you can sign up and you can, uh, you can get an account and you can get fresh, local, sustainably caught seafood. And it's really easy to go pick up. You can even go to Granville Island to the docks and pick it up there. And, um, it, it just sounds really great. Skipperauto.com, skipperauto.ca skipper auto.ca also works in case you, you prefer the .ca, uh, and, yeah. uh, and Sonia Strobel has been our guest and, uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks once again. Thank you. And when we come back. On Vancouver Consumer, uh, it's all about uh, the flooding. We've been talking about some of the experiences that people have had. I'll tell you about one woman's experience. Three days on the road trying to get through Hope and back home to the lower mainland. That's next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong, this is Vancouver Consumer, and uh, we've been talking about all the stories of people caught up in the flooding in the Fraser Valley over the past week, and one Vancouver resident is telling her story. Last weekend, Delaney Mackey, who owns Vancouver's gluten-free Epicurean Bakery, was staying with her partner at Blue Lake, that's about 20 kilometers south of Lytton, when the pair left their cabin on Sunday morning... They were turned back because the heavy rains had flooded nearby roads. At the time, it didn't seem all that serious. just meant one more day of vacation. So that was great. The problem was the next morning, the power went out. They decided it was time to go. And Mackie says it was the most terrifying driving experience she's ever had. In separate vehicles, the couple drove 70 kilometers south to Hope, which they found also had no power. The only exception was an Esso station near Ricky's All Day Grill in Hope, where 1,200 other travelers like her had gathered in the parking lot. Together, the stranded travelers waited for information. Trouble was, there wasn't much information to be had. Mackey told the website Vancouver is Awesome that they made friends with truck drivers because they had the best radios. But even with them, the information was sparse. Mackie, her partner, and their two dogs, Hank and Remy, were actually better off than most. They, uh, there was a high school and a church nearby that offered shelter to those who were stranded. But they decided that there were others who needed the space more. Uh, Mackie says that they had blankets and beds in their vehicles, so they were set up adding that the two dogs, their big dogs, Hank and Remy made for some great space heaters. That was something that came in handy because they ended up spending two nights in the vehicles. Mackie says she's disappointed in the help they got from the government, but she says the locals in Hope were pretty amazing. The help from locals included the owners at Ricky's restaurant who Mackie says made special meals. They opened their doors for people to sleep. Other locals, opened their homes to the travelers, offering showers, food, and places to sleep. The big influx of people to Hope created a new problem, though, as the local grocery store was left practically empty by the second day. Then on Wednesday morning, the rush for Mackie to get back home and to her children was on. Eventually, she wound up leaving her car in Hope and boarding a train to Vancouver. She took a cab the rest of the way home. She got to her front door at 4 a.m. on Thursday after nearly three days on the road. Mackie is now saying that she thinks the best way to help those who are still stranded is by making donations to local organizations. She says the high school and churches are doing all the work. Donations to Hope Secondary School can be made through the school's website A GoFundMe page has been set up to fund helicopters making trips for food and travelers, along with a more general fundraiser to help the area. So if you can help them out, it's kind of a nice idea. And that's Vancouver Consumer. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 4. Thanks to our producer, Jonathan Chung, with some extra help this week. From Leo Aqualio, I'm Martin Strong. The news is next.